What is up, Baton Rouge? Welcome back to the Tiger Pride Podcast presented by 225 Magazine. I'm your host, Mark Clements, here to bring you our final preseason interview edition of the podcast. I know I've been teasing uh, teasing down the weeks until Jarrett Roser, my co-host, rejoins us on the podcast, and that's only one week away. Next week, we'll have Jarrett back, uh, and he'll talk to you a lot about, uh, first of all, what he's been doing on a personal level, uh, launching a new website, tigerdetails.com, which will be following LSU football throughout the season uh, with fellow local sports writers, Jimmy Smith and Sam Spiegelman. We'll talk to him about that, and then obviously break down uh, all things LSU football. We're hoping to do episodes on the offense, defense, special teams, season previews, and then obviously get into uh, the season opener against Miami and break down what we expect in that game. But for today's uh, interview edition of the podcast, we have senior tight end Foster Morrow, who I thought was a pretty fascinating story because if you look back at his career at LSU, he's now worked under essentially four different coordinators in four years. He had uh, Cam Cameron, He's worked under interim Steven Zminger. He's worked under Matt Canada, and now he finally gets uh, his former Titans coach, Steven Zminger, in a full-time capacity. So we talked to him about that. And also, just as a senior and um, a potential, hasn't been announced yet, uh, not breaking any news, but just a potential guy who could be could fit that number 18 uh, for LSU this year. Talk to him about just, just the pressures of running an offense at LSU, um, especially in this day and age when the offense has struggled for the past couple of years and, and them trying to get everything on the same page and get the offense flowing. What it's like uh, being on that sideline and, and try to feel the pressure and not let it get to you. Talk to him about that. Um, Foster's a guy who's contributed pretty well um, in the offense. Uh, LSU fans have been calling for the tight ends to be used more often, and he's one of the ones who stepped up last year at 24 catches for 278 yards and three touchdowns, including that long of 60 yards. Uh, we saw him obviously get more involved in this in the passing game once Insminger took over as the offensive coordinator. And uh, he said you can expect a lot more of the same with, with him and Thaddeus Moss, who was featured on last week's uh, edition of the podcast with some of the transfers. Look for those guys to get involved. But uh, Foster breaks it all down right here. Again, we're in the LSU locker rooms, maybe a bit echoey back in there. Um, but we hope you enjoy this interview. Mark Lemons with 225 Magazine over here at LSU with senior tight end Foster Morrow. Uh, and Foster, you're kind of a, a fun story for me because you've had your four, a senior, obviously, your fourth year here, and you've had what seemingly is four different offenses. You've been the Les Miles offense, you've seen the interim Steve Insminger offense, you've seen the Matt Canada offense, and now you got the full-time Steve Insminger offense. First of all, what, is, what has that been like to learn four different systems in, in four years? Oh, it's been really good for me as a player, you know, to, um, to just learn more about the sport and kind of graduate from high school football, to see different systems and different programs. Um, it's been really good for me um, to just become a better player, yeah. honestly. Um, you know, they've all been great systems, they've all been great coaches, and individual styles prove um, to work better against different systems. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have had as many opportunities as I had to learn so much from so many great, great coaches. Has it been, has it been tough at all? Especially last year, I feel like Coach, what Coach Canada did was a very different style with the shifts and the motions. Now, Coach Ainsley are kind of going back a little bit to a little more traditional kind of West Coast spread offense style. Is it is that tough at all to adapt? Um, I mean, because we we kind of we kind of had a lot of this terminology in pre pre Coach Canada. Okay. I mean, it's it's been a lot easier of a transition. I mean, going from going from interim OC mm-hmm. 
going from interim coach Ensminger to coach Canada, I mean, that was obviously a big jump. I mean, it was just a different, it was a different style. It was a different, it was a different kind of tradition of offense. I mean, I guess it was, you, you, you could kind of hit it in a bunch of different ways, mm-hmm. which I thought was really special and really cool. And that could definitely work in a bunch of places. Um, going back, um, it hasn't been as difficult. I mean, the coaches have been 100% dedicated to kind of getting it, getting it implanted into our brain that, uh, that we could do it right and we could do it the right way. And we just gotta, we just gotta buy in. How different is interim Inzinger OC versus what we you know, we can see this fall? Um, he's got his, he's got his whole playbook now, which is the thing. Right. I mean, obviously, when he comes in week four, I mean, game five, he can't. And he can't really change up the system and put in his whole mm-hmm. his whole methodology behind it. So he just kind of had to go by what he had laid in front of him and kind of call off that card. Uh, so now he could kind of he could implement his own offense in the own style he wants to do it in, which is really good for him. And mm-hmm. I mean, I could tell from the first day of him getting the job. I mean, he he was excited. He was excited to kind of to put his spin on it. And I mean, he's the best in-game play caller. In, in the country, mm. in my opinion. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes, and I think it'll go pretty well. As a former Titans coach who's now running the offense, is the Titans going to be more involved this year? We'll see. I mean, we were um, collectively two years ago when Coach Ensbanger was, was the was the OC. I mean, we were we were very involved for his stint. I mean, this past year, we were, I mean, our position, our, our, our wing back, our YF position right. was, was fairly involved as well. I hope that as the years have gone on and we've grown in, in progressive touches that that'll continue to, to show fruition. Yeah, Daddy has said tight ends are being used kind of all sorts of ways in this yeah. offense. Can, yeah. you, can you just describe that as well? Um, I mean, we just got, we got numbers and we got, we got a bunch of depth positions. So, I mean, um, any given time, tight ends on the field, he's, I mean, he could be anywhere on the field. He mm-hmm. could be in the backfield, he could be on the line, he could be in line, he could be off the ball, he could be flexed out, um, he could be all the way at the receiver spot. I mean, um, it just depends on what we want to do and what matchups, what matchups we kind of want to we want to exploit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously the quarterbacks kind of have a spotlight on them and just the um, competition over there. What can you tell you about the the three and I guess now four guys who have who are on campus and sort of them them battling it out? Yeah, no, all, all four look great. Um, they're they're all really really good players, and you can tell why they're why they're here and mm-hmm. why they work so hard. Um, they're all four great players, and I honestly I, I can't tell you which one's going to start um, start game one on that Sunday against Miami. Um, they're just they're they're continuing to battle, and um, the cool thing about it is they're great friends, and they kind of they they don't play off each other's weaknesses; they play off each other's strengths, and mm-hmm. it makes each other better. And they know that they're making each other better progressively as the time goes. And obviously, you got to. Um Get more involved with Joe since he came to campus. But did you meet him on his on his visit here when he came on his on his visit? Yeah, I was his um, I was his I was his official visit host, um, and he was he was cool. He was cool then. Um, we enjoyed it, and we, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nice, you know, just being in meetings and getting to uh, sit down and talk with one another and seeing how he likes the offense and seeing how we like his personnel and how how we like his coaches. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he hasn't he hasn't changed since he's got here. He didn't. I mean, he's a no BS guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, smart, smart dude. Uh, and we're happy to have him on the team. It seems like there's a lot of um, 
lot of outside pressure a lot of times on the offense, especially at LSU. Just do you do y'all he, hear any of that noise about you know wanting the offense to, to progress and get, keep getting better? And does that add any pressure on y'all to maybe go out and perform harder, try to do extra things when you're on the field on Saturday, on Saturdays? Um, no, I mean because it's not really our job to listen to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's our job to listen to our coaches and and make the right plays when we're called upon. Um, I mean, you, you always hear noise. Uh, it's just a matter if you listen. You know, that's right. that's always a good point to kind of to keep you to keep you steady and fast like a ship. Um, it's it's not hard to block out the noise. I mean, you could hear it, and sometimes uh, sometimes it'll it'll catch some guys off guard. We don't we don't try to do anything extra. We don't try to um, we don't we don't do anything that's outside of the realm of our control. Uh, I mean, we have we have we've blessed, we've been blessed for the past decades with incredible defenses at LSU, and and incredible offenses have come. It's a lot it's a lot tougher to build a build a build an offensive program. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you see it in the NFL. I mean, teams that rebuild, um, teams that are, are lower ranking teams, they they draft defensive. They draft defensive because that's kind of the one thing they can control. Only one defensive player every play has to make a play. Right. Um, and 11 out of 11 offensive guys normally need to need to be successful for an offensive play to be successful, which is why it's it's so easy to, to be successful defensively. Um, but we've just been blessed with incredible defensive talent, um, and we're just we're offensively to to go against that defense every day. You know, I mean, it makes us better, and eventually we'll crest to the top to mm-hmm. be the best offense in the nation, in my opinion. All right, Foster, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate no it. No problem. Thank you. That'll do it for the fifth episode of the Tiger Pride Podcast presented by 225 Magazine. Hope you enjoyed the interview and hope we uh, get to see a lot more of Foster Morrow this year. Uh, the tight ends, as he mentioned, are going to be used kind of all over the place in this offense. Be sure to follow us on uh, the Tiger Pride Podcast. You can find it on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Just search for Tiger Pride Podcast or 225 Magazine. And again, next week we'll finally start getting into the, uh, the nitty-gritty, the exciting part of LSU football season as the team reports to camp this Saturday um, and starts their fall practices and obviously a lot of competitions uh, to be had during those days. Uh, you can find all this again on our website, that's 225batonrouge.com, facebook.com slash 225magazine, and on Instagram and Twitter at 225batonrouge. And you can give myself a shout on Twitter, that's at markclements225. Uh, and uh, as always, send us your questions, comments, uh, players you want to interview, topics you want discussed, and we will get to it. Um, again, really excited to have Jared rejoin us next week. We hope you'll join us. See you next week.